Hey, Misty. Hey, Amaryllis. How you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Are you ready to talk about such fun things like a whale killing a woman? <sighs> yes. Scalping her. Scalping her. Yeah. Fun. It'll be it's, so fun. I mean, if you have if you have a weak stomach, you might want to <laughs> take a Dramamine before you start <laughs> to a thinner again. But then you'll fall asleep. Yeah, no. Just, just plow through it. Just, yeah. Just... You'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, so we've been getting lots of interaction from our friends. I know. It's made me so happy. It makes me so happy. Yeah, I was up one night and it said on the dock had made a post and I was like, Well, what is Amaryllis up to? And it was Amaryllis apologizing to one of our listeners because um the listener said, um, what did she say? <laughs> She said she almost died. She said she almost died. And Emerald said, dying. I would like to apologize to anyone who has died from our podcast. <laughs> surely there's more than just her. Surely. Surely. We've sent somebody to the hospital. Either from laughter or just sheer boredom. That's which right. Which is what my sister would tell you. That's right. And also, you know, we a couple of weeks ago, we made an outcry and said, will y'all please review us? We feel bad about ourselves. <laughs> we haven't had one in a while. We'd like to thank that one listener that did that. We would love to thank that listener. Um and then we had another friend. Um, her name is, we're going to call her Mel because we're going to protect her identity. Protect her we're, identity. We're renowned here. Absolutely. And, and look, we, gosh, we can't expose people we don't know. I mean, we get death, like doxing. We get death threats. So we are not trying to get y'all in here. <laughs> we got a death threat. One. Okay. But anyway, um, so, so this friend of ours sent us an email and basically was like, look, um, I don't know what is going on, but it seems like every documentary that y'all review is somehow connected to my life. Like I've been on a plane with some of these people. Um, some of them are in my hometown. She she even said that this upcoming one, um, her son may have, there may be video of her son throwing up on a on a roller coaster <laughs> at one of these Sea Worlds. So. Um, shout out to our friend Mel. Thank you for your email. Like, it was so funny. What if she doesn't know who she is because we're not using her real name? Girl, you know who you are. <laughs> I told you I was going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, and she said she wanted to invite us to her book club. Misty, that would require you reading a book. I don't read books. <laughs> um, could y'all do an audible? <laughs> could we talk about a podcast series could we talk about a podcast or documentary or an unsolved murder <laughs> and then maybe um but yeah a special non-book club well, books are just not my jam like people that are like oh, I'm so excited I can't wait to go home and cuddle up with a good book and I'm just like ugh. <laughs> they don't have tvs that obviously those are the people that are like I haven't had a tv for 20 years obviously some of these folks do not have streaming because, let me tell you, you would be so behind on your shows, you would not be able to read a book. Also, listen, I do like to read. I, I don't get to read very often. Do you? I do. I, I don't get to read very often. It's been a while since I finished a book. But mm -hmm. um, my daughter is a voracious reader. Like, she can't, we take her to the library, she checks out four or five books, and within days, she's done. Yeah. Now, I'm being funny. I think it's amazing, people that love to read. And I know they're way smarter than me. Yeah, like, that's hands, what I told her today. Hands down. Like, I'm so happy that you like to read because it makes for a smart kid. Yeah. But, Misty, when I see that The Way Down has a season two up. Forget it. I'm not going to read a book. Forget about I it. I got to look at that hair again. Okay. I got to look at Tarzan flying a plane. I got to know what was on that black box in that plane. Yes. Please. <laughs> I got to know if that daughter has blown away in the wind. Correct. Yet or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, um, I choose HBO Max. I also choose HBO Max <laughs> and Hulu and Netflix. And you Paramount know, Plus is my new favorite. Well, you know, my new favorite is Discovery Plus because, you know, I won't cancel that subscription <laughs> that you made me get <laughs> at seven day. Seven day free trial. Phil doesn't listen to this, but I will not cancel them. <laughs> I've got them all. I will not cancel them. It's our job. I it's mean, how will we entertain Can't we write that off on taxes? You totally can. I think so. I did not even think about that. Yeah, we could totally write but it off we on taxes. Have enormous amounts of revenue coming in on Patreon. I don't know that we will make the requirement <laughs> of money to file taxes. <laughs> Although we are so thankful for our new patrons. Yes. Um, we've actually got. You see, they keep coming and I don't understand it. I don't either. And I'm just like, y'all are so sweet. I wonder if, if it's like a. 
a charity thing. They're like, these I girls. I think that's the only explanation. These girls really need to pick me up. And yeah. if they listen to my last Patreon episode, they're going, that one really needs something to lift her spirits. <laughs> Somebody up her meds. Somebody please. up her meds, please. Hey, uh, by the way, we've decided that that last episode that you did, mm-hmm. which was Misty on her own trying to, you know, steal my thunder. Oh, my God. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not going to say it, but maybe somebody said you should go out on your own. <laughs> no, they didn't, because they knew I would never release an episode. No, Misty recorded an episode, a solo episode, because I'm so glad she did. First of all, it was really, really good. Oh, thank you. I'm just really, I'm super covered up in my life. I feel I sound like a contractor. I'm just covered up, man. Guys, I just, I just got I'm just covered up. So much going on. <laughs> so, so she recorded herself talking about Eli and being a special needs mom. It's fantastic. And so we're going to release that as a special episode in a couple of weeks yeah. for our regular listeners so that you can kind of get a taste of what goes on in there and really it's a tiny little taste because it's we really talk a lot of nonsense. It's barely a morsel because um, I mean, we, we really, and I really wanted to, to release this too, because, you know, there are so many special needs parents out there and, you know, it's, it's autism awareness month. And I just, I don't know. I just, I know there are a lot of people who wish they could talk to another mom. And so even though this isn't really talking to me, it's just kind of getting to hear me. And sometimes it just feels good to know, like, you're not by yourself. Yep. You're not on your own. Um, so we're excited about that, but let me give a shout out to our new patrons. Um, we've got Kate. What up, Kate? We've got Claire. Claire. That is such a fancy name. And then our good friend Lee. <gasps> Lee. Y'all, Lee is a vintage listener. She has been with us since day one. She is a charter member of the doctors. And let me tell you, she hypes us up like nobody else. <laughs> like I can always count on a little text from Lee, who, by the way, Amaryllis also says Reese's. PCs. Both of you are wrong. Well, she would beg to differ. <laughs> um, so She's a nice lady. So thank you, Lee. She's from my hometown. I love her. Did you know that? Yeah. Totally from my hometown. Is she Did really? not know her there. Really? Did you go to the same high school? No, I went to a little tiny Christian school. Oh, okay. Her parents probably weren't rich. Huh? Her parents probably weren't rich like yours. Maybe private school. <laughs> I did go to private school, but I went to the cheap private school. Um, because when we got to our little town, the other school was sponsored by a Presbyterian church. And my parents were like, no, we're going to the one sponsored by the Baptist church. Oh, <laughs> because they're so much better. <laughs> those, those are the ones definitely going to heaven. <laughs> Come on. True story. It's a true story. True story. So we ended up going to the cheaper school. And it, listen. Right. Whatever. I loved it. But. All my friends were probably from the high school she went to. I don't know. I don't. I don't know Lee very well. I just. I know that we were from the same hometown. Yeah, I do. I know kn- she's a really nice lady. I do know Lee very well, and she is funny, and she's got great taste in podcasts, <laughs> and she just. She's very sweet. We I just talked her. about Lee for five minutes. Congrats, Lee. <laughs> Lee, maybe it's time for you to upgrade your Patreon subscription <laughs> to the million dollars. To the million dollar one. <laughs> Except Blackfish. This I one's an oldie, but a goodie. I love this movie. Can I tell you that I, this maybe is in a tie place for how many times I've watched it. It's between this one and Great Gardens. Oh, really? I've watched it at least seven times. Really? Yes. It's so depressing. I know, but, like, so I'm scared of fish. Fish? Fish. Not orcas, just fish? Just fish, just plain old Doc, like little bitty schools of fish in the ocean? Like, touch my foot, and I'll I'll have a heart attack. Okay. Yeah. I'm just scared of them. All right. And so, anything that can, like, live underwater and in the depths and all that is real fascinating to me. You know, I, I'm intrigued by my greatest fears. Okay. Kidnappers and fish. <laughs> <laughs> Kidnappers and fish. Kidnappers and fish. So, this one really draws me in. And also, I look at these trainers and I go, what must that be like, that being your day job? Okay, here's what I know about me, and this is going to, people are going to, some people will freak out about this. I'm not an animal person. Oh, me neither. I'm not, I don't care about your animals. I don't care about anything about your animals. I don't, I know that's ugly. I'm sorry. I know. I have three cats. I know we talk about them constantly. I love mine, but I don't care about yours. (laughs) 
I don't even love mine. I only have mine because my kids and my husband love them. Yeah. Tomorrow morning, if those cats were gone, it would be fine with me. Oh, yeah. Now, I would shed a tear of a baby kitten, but um, the other <laughs> the other ones, meh. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't abuse them. I pet them. They're fun to cuddle with. and mm-hmm. They're sweet. Yeah. I'm just not that animal person that will volunteer my days at a shelter to help or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm not talking about, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not on Michael Vick over there fighting, fighting dogs. Yeah. You know. I just don't care about your animals. I, so but I, I would never be a trainer. I would never put my life on the line Yeah, for an orca. Give me a fox stole with a head on it. I'll wear Correct. it. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Yes. My mother has a beautiful silver fox coat. Does she? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh. It's gorgeous. But you can't wear it now because it's like totally. It's you know, throw not some the right red paint do. on you. Even though that pelt's been dead for a good 40 years. Uh, and it's not. I mean, what else would it be doing if it wasn't on her back? keeping her warm that's right it's god's gift really really is all that to say these trainers are just a different breed of people they are real invested yeah in these fish they are um which now look i i will say this i i watched this documentary and apparently whales are very yeah intelligent it's fascinating like scary intelligent like they have a part of the brain that we don't have yeah um that's not like for attacking people, but for emotion and yeah. like empathy and family bonding, like something we don't have. Yeah. Um, so well, they said that they even have like an actual language. Yeah. That they communicate. But like I look at them and then I look at like my cat. My cat will chase a light for 45 minutes. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> well, they're really not on the same. Right. Now, one level. of your cats is genetically inferior. I know because. Her parents are my brother and sister cats. So we can't really put a whole lot of stock in that. Yeah. But yeah. your regular old house cat, not smart at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. A whale is going to mourn the loss of anyone in their family, particularly their kids. Now, that that was really interesting to me because these things are like, I mean, like, they're kind of human. And so these trainers get very attached to them because they have, like, personalities. And they, like, have relationships with them. And But then that can turn on you. Oh, yeah. Like anybody. Well, they they go into a psychosis. They're being held in solitary confinement. Oh, yeah. Anybody with emotions. I yeah. mean, they can flip a switch on you. Yeah. And not only that, they weigh 6,000 pounds. Oh, they weigh more than that. Yeah. They weigh... They weigh 12,000 pounds. That's what the... Til- I think Tillicum was 12,000 pounds. Oh, I thought he was six. T- well, you I, may know. I took girl. a lot of good notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if y'all are... Now, listen. Normally, always go with what Amarillo says. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Because Amarillo sent me a text and she said, take really good notes. I'm going to watch this, but I'm not taking notes. And I said, uh-uh, Captain. And I took these notes <laughs> so not. good. So let's let's kind of open you up to blackfish if you've never seen it before. Yeah. What um, is blackfish? So blackfish is um, a documentary, and it focuses on um, a whale at SeaWorld, okay? Um, now, it first opens up to a 911 call, which is what... That'll oh, so can we talk about that 911 call? <sighs> okay, listen. Last week, I told you about this briefly. I don't even know if I want to bring it back up. Last week, I lost Nova for about half an hour. That's her child. (laughs) It's not my cat. It's my almost seven-year-old. Because I am a free-range hippie parent, I like to let her play outside. Mm -hmm. And when I went to go get her, I couldn't find her anywhere. Yeah. She's under strict instructions that if she goes to a neighbor's house, she can't go in. She can only play in the front yard. You did not say garage. I did not. You did not give specifications garage. on the garage. So I had to call. I, I mean, I didn't call 911, but I called the police, like the police line. And I was like, okay, my number. I mean, I was screaming my head off. This was, she'd been gone maybe half an hour, maybe 40 minutes. Good God, you've waited 40 minutes to call? No, I didn't realize she was gone until then. Oh, that's so I right. I thought she was playing outside. Oh, that's right. So when I went to look for her and mm-hmm. I couldn't find her, I freaked out. 
long story short, she was in a neighbor's garage and she couldn't hear me yelling for her. Mm-hmm. But the entire neighborhood came out to look for her. It was like, it was crazy. Every, everybody came out of the houses to come look for her. I say that to say this. I'm on the phone with my kid who has been missing 30 minutes, who I know inside is probably just playing with somebody. I know Misty, she's not been kidnapped. I know in my heart she's been abducted. No, she has not been abducted. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't find her. I don't know. I'm screaming. I'm trying to get the cut there and their remaining call. This 911 phone call that these people made was about a woman who had been scalped by a 12,000 pound whale mm-hmm. and her body was still at the bottom of the pool. Yeah. And they were talking like, hmm. Do you think somebody could come take a look at her? Hey, guys, could when you all get time, could you come out? If you have a moment, I mean, really, just I, if you have a moment, don't freak out. She's dead already. So. I mean, but let's be honest. This was not their first rodeo. <laughs> Although SeaWorld would like for you to think that, that trainers don't get killed on a regular basis, we come to find out that that's just not the truth. Yeah. Um, so you've got this 911 call, and they basically say, hey, look, again, as Amaryllis has explained, very calmly. Hey, guys, we've got a trainer in the water with a whale. And yeah. they're, they're not supposed to be in the water with them. It's what he says. It's totally her fault. It's so like, just I mean, take your time. Hey, guys. Um, and then hangs up the phone. Like, doesn't stay on the line with them. Then they call back again because I guess they think, oh, well, that may, maybe there's more to this than we. And they call back and say, look, um, hey, a whale's eating a trainer. <laughs> And she's still at the bottom I mean, of the... she was hungry. She's so. still at the bottom of the ocean. Not the ocean. <laughs> the, the pool. <laughs> the pool. Yeah. She's still at the bottom. And they're like, oh, okay, well, um, we're on our way out. We'll be right over. Right. Now, cut to, um, we discovered this is at a SeaWorld park. Yeah. Emeralds, have you ever been to a SeaWorld oh, park? Oh, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. What was your experience? I think I've been to two of them. I think I've been to San Diego and Orlando. Oh, goodness. It was a blast. I mean, we watched the Orca show. I'm sure, listen, I, that was back in the 80s. I'm sure that was Tilikum. I mean, if I went to the Orlando one, I'm sure it was. You enjoyed it? <laughs> look, look, I'm watching, the, I'm watching this. I'm watching this. Okay. I'm watching this. We can put it in. I'm, I'm watching this documentary. And sweet JD, Avery's little boyfriend, sitting there, and he's like, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure I was at one of Telecom's last shows. Um, I, was, I was in the splash zone. And I'm pretty sure that I saw Telecom. <laughs> and I said, well, guest star. <laughs> wait, JD, wait, you still can't come to the show wait, with us. We may have to bring you on for an after show spot. <laughs> <laughs> but right now Tell I'm leaving. Tell us about Telecom. Right, right. What was right, he like? Right now I'm leaving. I'm just saying, it was the 80s. So if I saw the Orca show, I probably... When that... When she was there, he was there? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's been there 20-something. Yeah. yeah. Lots well, of years. Yeah. So it would have been bad. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was an orca show. Mm-hmm. And they had just built... Have you ever seen Jaws 3? I'm sure. Okay. I think it was Jaws 3. In Jaws 3, if I remember right, the premise was that they were like at a SeaWorld Park type... I don't know if it was SeaWorld or a SeaWorld type place... But there was an acrylic tube going through the pool, and people could walk in the acrylic tube, and so it was surrounded. Like oh, uh-uh. So it was like a 365-degree view. Mm-hmm. Or is it 365? <laughs> 360, 365. Nuts days in the year. <laughs> 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 it, was, it was an all-around view uh-huh. of all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of uh, of the pool, and there was uh, there were great whites in there, and so it was super cool. We had a great experience at SeaWorld. Of course, that was before I knew, you know, about dorsal fins flopping over because they're depressed. Right, right, right. Well, so so the SeaWorld trainers also had the same. A lot of them had the same experience. Now, look, I've never been to a SeaWorld. Again, scared of fish. So. <laughs> I'm not going to pay money for one that's... And you won't get on an airplane to go to San Diego. No. And I'm not going to pay for one the size of a truck to jump up near me and splash me with water that I know has poop in it. Like, (laughs) no. And also, judging from Tillicum's extracurricular activities, some other things that are in there. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, But the trainers had also... A lot of them had been to SeaWorld as kids. Um, Some of them can recall, like, watching National Geographic and seeing these huge whales and... 
and being really in awe of them, but really none of them set out thinking, well, I want to be a trainer when I grow up because no such job really existed until SeaWorld came along. And by that time, um, you know, it wasn't really one of these things where you you would think, oh, well, they have to have a marine biology degree. They have to go through all these years of school. Honestly, it was it was an entertainment gig. And so if you had a good personality, if you could, you know, memorize lines and you were physically athletic, then you kind of got the job. Here's the problem. Thank God we don't have a SeaWorld here because somebody would have been like, hey, they're looking for for trainers and all you got to do is be able to like sing and dance and wear a costume and I'd be like sold I would they would have hired me and then I would have said hey I'm scared of fish is that going to be a problem that could be and they would have said yeah that's that's going to be a problem so basically they've hired all these kids who are just good at flipping and swimming like you just had to be able to swim and talk in a microphone my favorite was the girl the girl who said yeah I'd been there for a few weeks and then Finally, one day they said, you just jump in there and you get on the orca's back. Yeah. And then um, just ride, ride, and then you dive off of him and then he'll pick you back up uh-huh. and then you're done. Yeah. And she totally did it. And then you just feed him some fish. Yeah. And you're finished. Mm-hmm. And so there's this whole like group of young, really talented kids who, who, who started this job and then all of a sudden they realize oh, these whales are not just regular animals. Like, they start forming relationships with them, and they fall in love with them. They don't really respect the whale's ability to kill them. They, You know, the way they talk to them were like babies. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good job. Oh, you're so sweet. You're so sweet today. Giving them kisses. Yeah, giving them kisses, and it's like, I'm sorry, killer whale. I'm going to tell you something Amaryllis never going to do is kiss a killer whale. If you're if killer is in your name at all, we're not friends. No. Like and also when they opened up that mouth, did you see those teeth? First <laughs> off, teeth. stank. <laughs> Second off, well their diet is fish. Sharp. I mean it was like a mouthful of razor blades. I'm missing their killer whales. Yeah, and they were so yellow. <laughs> like it's like they don't even go to the dentist. It's like they don't even know what a crest white strip is. <laughs> so <laughs> that would have turned me off immediately. Um but anyway, so they they get really into this, and they all become friends, and it's like a big family, and, and everybody's kumbaya, we love these whales. And then something happens. Um, they start to hear of different parks where trainers are getting eaten, basically. Okay? Yeah. Um, but it seems like every time something happened – the SeaWorld would be like, oh, well, it was the it was a trainer error. Yeah. Or one fell in the water and drowned. It was never that it was the whale's fault, right? Um, so the documentary goes back into Dawn's case. So basically, this, this documentary is going to jump back and forth. Like, it's going to go from parts of, of SeaWorld and court cases and different things. And then, but the main one that we kind of learn about is Dawn. Yeah, and so... When you say that it goes back and forth, it's really interesting because orcas killing their trainers is not a new thing. Like, no. it's been happening from the moment they captured a, a whale, which was about uh, 50 years ago or so. They even had, yeah, in 1971, they mm-hmm. talked about a lady. They showed her video. Oh, yeah. And she was, I mean, she was even out there without a wetsuit. She was just wearing a bikini. Right. Killed. Right. And so it's not like, oh my gosh, did they just recently start killing people? No, this has been happening since the moment they were able to capture a whale. Right, and so let's talk a little bit about, before we talk about Dawn, let's talk a little bit about how they started getting these whales, okay? So basically they started in Washington, which I didn't even know they had killer whales in Washington. Oh, yes. I had no clue. Off the coast, yeah. Um, And so... That's where people go to go look for, like, that's just a place in the United States people go to go orca watching. I mean, I just know about the White House. You what? I just know about the White House. <laughs> okay, Washington State, not Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, where's the ocean? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> See what 
you need to show some respect. We're about to start talking about some real ugly things, okay? (laughs) So in Washington State. I love you so much. I love you too. In Washington State in the 1970s, they start deciding they're going to capture whales to use for entertainment. Like they've come up with this idea of we can have this huge theme park. We can have these aquariums. These are really interesting animals that we can show. And so basically the way they did it was they would get these boats full of of fishermen, basically, and they interview some of these fishermen, and they bomb the waters. And so they... It's it's horrible. And, like, these fishermen are, like, upset about it. Yeah. So they bomb the waters, but these, these whales are really smart, and they all travel in huge families, like, it's kind of like your family. Like they, It's like they're Cuban. It's like they're Cuban. Like, they love to be together. And so, like, it's not like in Alabama, like, where somebody's mad at somebody's aunt, and then they split off. Like, they right. stay together. And so they bomb these waters, but the whales kind of figured out, they were like, look, ladies, and they talk in their, their whale talk. Oh, my gosh, you speak whale. <laughs> they talk. What did you just say? I just said, "Come on, guys, let's go." <laughs> and so they talk in their well talk, and they say, "Mamas and babies, y'all go this way. The daddies are going to go this way. We're bigger, so they can see us. You know, on top of the water. Y'all get low, swimming over this way, and we'll lead the boats away." So they did, and it worked for a little it's bit. So cool. They really are. Yeah, they're so, so smart. smart. And so it worked. They followed these daddy whales. Well, but little did the whales know, because you can only know so much living in the ocean. We've got hel- we've got helicopters and airplanes, and so the airplanes saw the mamas and the babies, and they say, "Hey, they've they've messed you up. Come over here." They drop a net and basically fished out the babies because they were cheaper to ship. It's unbelievable. And guess what? Those mama whales did. They freaked out. They cried, and basically they said all they could could you know compare it to was mourning. Like they were. Oh, yeah. They were crying in noises like they had never heard before. They surrounded the boats, would not leave the boats. They even stayed and and were trying to get to the baby so so fiercely that two of them got caught in the net and died, like the adult ones. And one of the um, the the guys that captured them, he was like, "I didn't know at the time because I was young." He yeah. said, "But I thought we were." we were doing the right thing but when we pulled these dead whales up they had us cut them open and fill them full of rocks and tie an anchor to their tail and sink them and he said now i know that was illegal like we shouldn't have done that but they didn't want anyone to look at this and think this is a bad idea Mm -hmm. and so to them it was oh we're we're getting these babies out they're going to live a great life we're going to give them everything they need and people are going to learn about them but um, but pretty soon, Washington, found out. Washington State, what? not D.C., found out right. and called Washington, D.C. So this is part of it. Yeah. Um, that's where I was. I'm pulling I it see. all together. It was an honest mistake. It was an honest mistake. Yeah. Um, and they said, look, this is going down. And they said, well, we're going to outlaw this. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all can't fish here yeah. anymore. And so they said, well, never mind. We'll just go to Iceland. Fishing is very regulated now. Yeah. And so they just went to Iceland. And when they got there, um, one of these little little tiny baby whales that they pulled out, which was 16 feet long and 4,000 pounds, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, a, a baby. that's a young one. That's your baby. That's a yeah. young one, okay? Um, they took him and brought him to SeaWorld, and they named him? Tilikum. Tilikum. Um, so anyway, they, they loved working with Tilikum. He was very easygoing they said he learned really fast um and you know he was eager to please and just seemed to really do well he wasn't they didn't bring him straight to the united states though right this was or did they they did Mm -hmm. okay yeah they um they brought him to the united states and here's one of the things that was really upsetting to me and like we said i don't even care about animals i mean i'm not saying i don't care about them like they're no, great I'm with you You're they're god's like an animal creatures but i'm not an animal rights person you don't want bad things to happen to them but when i heard about but house. when i heard about this i was like that's not right yeah. like so basically what they would do and they did this to tilikum when they train a, a, an orca they will bring them in with a whale that's already been trained 
and they'll teach them these tricks. And if they do the trick well, they get food Mm -hmm. because their way of training is withholding food. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, you'll do anything if you're hungry enough, right? Sure. And so they would they would teach him these tricks with a seasoned whale. And then when the whale, when Tillicum didn't get it right away because he's still learning, they would punish both of the whales. So what does that do? Oh, it makes one whale mad at the other whale. Right. And so then afterwards, they would go and lock them in a dark tank. And then the, the whale that was pissed off would do what they call raking. So basically, this whale would take its teeth and cut scratch. him, scratch yeah. him. And so by the morning, they would pull him out and he'd be covered. They said sometimes he would be covered head to toe in rakes. Well, they even showed, I guess it was Tillicum, at least one of the whales, um, during one of the shows, one of the SeaWorld shows. Do you remember that? Where mm-hmm. they showed the whale. It was just blood all over the water. I don't remember how they explained it to the crowd. Oh, yeah. But it was just bloody all over the water. The other thing was that they put those whales in that holding tank and they started as babies in there. And, or at least Tillicum started as a baby. And then, but they never moved him out of there as Tillicum got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. So then it became a real tight squeeze in there, which, you know, even mm-hmm. solitary confinement is totally outlawed or the people are looking to outlaw it in, even in the prison system because it's so abusive. Right. So you think about that with an animal who is in the animal kingdom probably as smart as a human. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's abusive. Right. It's, it's sheer abuse. Well, and, and they didn't just do it when he was younger. Like you said, they never moved him. Yeah. And so as he got older, um, they decided, well, we'll still keep him in this tank, but we'll add two females in there. Because we need him for breeding purposes anyway. Yeah. Um, which we'll talk a little bit more about later on. But... So they would put him in the tank with these two females, and he was so big, they said that he couldn't turn around. Oh, my Like, word. basically, he would either head first in there or back up into there, and he couldn't get away. And yeah. so the other, the two females would beat the crap out of him at night. They, they would just rake him up and pick at him all night long because he couldn't get away. It's abuse. So yeah. why not? I mean, they're mad anyway because they've been withheld food all day too. Yeah. Um, and like Amaryllis was saying, at some point you start to see not just a decline in like their personality and the way that they interact with other people, but with Tillicum, you saw a physical yeah. decline in the him. The dorsal fin. Yeah. yeah. So tell them a little bit about the dorsal fin. Well, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but what I I saw this movie a lot of years ago before I rewatched it a couple of days ago, and that's the one thing that always stuck in my head uh-huh. was that dorsal fin. Yeah. Because I'd never noticed it before. In the wild, dorsal fins stick straight up, just like you picture in your mind in movies and in pictures. Yeah, like a dolphin or a shark. Yeah. Or, yeah. But, but when you see them in captivity um, – the dorsal fin is slumped over. Flopped over, yeah. And it's because they can't get away. You know, in the wild, they can swim 100 miles out of, you know, to get away from whatever they're getting away from. Mm -hmm. There's depression happening. Mm -hmm. But to me, the thing that made me the most mad was when SeaWorld said uh, 25% of whales have a floppy dorsal fin, which is just completely made up. Yeah. It's totally made up. Yeah. They said it was actually in the wild, it's, it's less than 1% have a floppy dorsal fin. It's, uh, yes. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, and they also um, die a lot quicker in captivity. So, oh, yeah. The, so oh, their, about their favorite thing, you see all these interviews, and their favorite thing SeaWorld would say was, oh, yeah, these, these um, whales, they usually live 25 to 35 years. That was Every single one. And you could tell it was something they had read over in captivity. And over and over. 25, well, no, they would tell them. They would say, even in the wild, 25 to 35 years. Actually, they even live a little bit longer with us because we can give them medical care. Oh, vet care, we yes. Can, we can provide them with nutrition. We give them exercise. Like, they get so much more here. When in reality, um, some of these things live up to be 100 years old. They live, they have a human lifespan. Yeah, females live up to 100 or older. And males live up to 60 to 80 years old Yeah, um, in the wild. And so you start to kind of see um, that maybe these orcas are not as happy 
as SeaWorld would like for us to think. Right. And so when you when you go back and you learn about Dawn and you hear all the things that had happened, it, it kind of starts to make sense as to why this probably occurred. So we're going to talk a little bit about about Dawn. And so Dawn is the trainer that they called and said, hey, guys, we've got a little situation over here. Can y'all, you know, real real casually come over here? Can you come find the scalp for me? Right. So when they get there, um, we hear a little bit about Dawn. Um, Dawn's this, like, beautiful, talented, friendly woman. Like, everybody said she lived and breathed SeaWorld. Like, her job was her life. Mm -hmm. And... You see videos of her, and she's very talented and young. Like, loved the loved the animal. Loved the animals. Yeah, just crazy about them. And as you go through, you see that um, there's a detective starts interviewing a guy named Thomas Tobin, which was on scene um, when all this happened, and he says that she was scalped, but there was no blood, so they knew her heart wasn't beating, and. They said, well, where did the whale grab her? Like, when he when he went to get her, where did he grab her? And he said, well, the whale grabbed her by the forearm. And they said, okay, well, at any time did the whale release the forearm? And he said, he swallowed it. The arm is inside the whale. <sighs> so, yeah, so basically you you come to understand that this poor woman was mutilated. It was a very violent death. Vicious, violent death. And basically, when SeaWorld goes to talk about it on the news, um, they just casually say, you know what? We had a trainer that fell, slipped in the water, and drowned. Okay? Right. And they forget. They didn't forget. count on their audience. They didn't, they didn't count on the fact that they had guests there. Yeah. And people who were witnesses. And so the witnesses go, um, no, 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 that's not what happened. So then SeaWorld comes back again and says, oh, sorry. Um, actually, what happened was she was wearing a ponytail. And, I mean, Dawn would tell you herself that it was her fault. That you just you don't wear a ponytail around the, the orcas. Right. And the orca just was really excited and grabbed the ponytail and didn't realize that he, he hadn't let it go and she drowned. They are awful people. Can you imagine what Dawn's family oh my gosh. was, uh, and they go through all these videos. Every one of those women had ponytails. It had nothing to do with the ponytail. Like, he didn't swallow no, her ponytail. Tillicum, who, did you mention that Tillicum had had a little bit of a history of violence? Um, I did not. Mm-mm. Do you remember that? I do. Um, he had had um, what they call um, lunging episodes, like where he would lunge at trainers. Um, he had one guy that he, um, the guy was working with him, and he, he was somebody who Tillicum was very mm-hmm. familiar with, had worked with many, many years, and he was coming around to do something, and the guy had gotten so comfortable with him that he was just on the side doing his thing. Well, Tillicum comes up and lunges and grabs his foot. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. And pulls him into the tank. And so he said he was just in shock. Like, he was like, what? Like, he knew Tillicum could be moody, and he knew that he had had episodes of what he called, like, lunging episodes. But he had never seen him grab anybody. Well, so he grabs this guy, and he pulls him down to the bottom of the tank. So terrible. And they, y'all, in the documentary, they have a video of this, and they show it. It's horrifying. And so basically what the guy's doing, and thank God, this guy was scuba certified and trained and very knowledgeable about how to hold your breath and how to lower your heart rate. Survival instincts. And so basically Tillicum just plays up and down with him for what seems like a long time. He would pull him underwater for literally like up to a minute and then let him come back up, like not let go of his foot, but would let him come up and get some air. And the guy, you could see he was heavy, aspirating, Mm -hmm. um, would let him get air. And and the guy was so good. Like, did you see how calm? Yes. He just was like petting Tillicum and saying, oh, you know, you're so good. And yeah, it it reminded me of like these people who are like kidnapped and they'll be like, Oh, I really like being with you. Yes. Like we're going to get married and this is going to be a great, yeah. because 
They're just trying to get their captor to give them trust to let him go. Um, and so that's what he did. And he took him down I don't know how many times. Well, then finally, at one point, he let go of one foot and grabbed the other. Oh, my gosh. I would be so dead. And it's like you look at that and you know these animals are smart. And it's almost like he wanted to torture this guy. Like, you you play games with me. And that's how I almost looked at it. Like, like these people who's who's who have a flip in their switch when they get like mm. these people who want to like hurt others. It was almost like that yep. to where he was like, you've I've had enough. You've picked on me yep. all this time. I'm I about to done. pick on you. Mm-hmm. And so he let go of his foot, grabbed another one, did another one of those things, taking him down to the bottom, came back up. And so finally he had stroked him enough that it had relaxed to look him, And he did at, at one point let go of his foot and they were able to pull a net up, and that guy took off swimming. Have you ever seen anybody swim that fast? I've never seen anybody swim that it's fast. It's like he could have beat Michael Phelps. And when Tillicum notices, he goes Chases over the him. net, like jumps over the net, and this guy with two broken feet, he, he can't even, like, stand, yeah. but he, like, squabbles off, and they have to, like, pull him back. Yeah. So Tillicum had had some aggression before, yeah. And that guy, both his feet were messed up. But they did not tell the trainers about Tillicum's history in Orlando. No. Dawn didn't know about that. Right. She had no idea. Yeah. And even if it was Dawn's fault, it she didn't have that in her knowledge mm-hmm. to even think about it. Right. To right. even think this orca could potentially kill me. And actually there was another woman that he did that too she was leaned over the side of the pool this was at the same park the Mm -hmm. guy with the feet and she had leaned over the pool and just had her elbow in the water he jumps up grabs her elbow Uh and does kind of the same thing dragging her around the pool oh yeah to the point that when she came out her her arm was shaped like a u yeah it was gross like broke her so the grabbing of the arm was not new yeah also that was her fault for you know, being halfway in the water. Being, yeah. Although she's a trainer and yeah. they are in the water with them all yeah. during the shows. Yeah. Um, so when when all this went down with Dawn, um, they, of course, have to go to court over it. Yeah. And basically, SeaWorld blames Dawn and yeah. says, look, we have a lot of situations where um, the trainers aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Dawn would tell you herself she didn't do the right thing. And this is just this is just something that happens. Yeah. Um, but Tilcom's fine. Like he's Oh yeah, he's not crazy. He's very happy. And he would never hurt anybody. And he's he's not aggressive at all. And um OSHA starts going, Oh I would is it really I would beg to differ. Yeah. And so they start arguing that look this is something that has happened many, many times. I think by the time they went through it, there were like 30 documented deaths. Yes, it's a lot. That had happened since 1970. Mm-hmm. And that's just deaths. That's not even talking about injuries. Oh, my gosh. That video of that man that was riding one whale, oh. and I don't know if it was Tillicum or another one. But, so, guys, picture this guy riding a whale in the middle of the pool. Mm-hmm. And, and this other whale it. jumps kind of arcing arching over him right but he had not cleared so the whale 12,000 pound whale falls on him well and they say that whale that did that had done that trick so many times and that was was looking to injure they said it was it was on purpose yeah like both of those whales were working together and that man got crushed oh my gosh he lived he lived but they said he had to have so many surgeries like that he's not even like mobile yeah. Yeah. So it, it had just become a thing where for SeaWorld, it was all about saving the brand and not about these trainers. And SeaWorld's whole way of, of getting around this is they just act like nothing happened. Um, and even. Everything is awesome. Yeah. And then even guests, they just were like, hey, we'll give you a pass to come back another day. That reminds me of Tiger King. Yeah. We are never going to financially We are never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> Listen, I can give you your money back or I can give you a pass. I can give you a pass. Come back another day. Come back another day. <laughs> but other than that, I don't know. I mean, 
<laughs> we're gonna have to get Saf's arm if we can, but I don't I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, so so basically, they're just the 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 guests that were there said they never contacted us. Yeah, like we didn't hear from anybody until an attorney contacted us. Yeah, SeaWorld never asked for a statement. They never said. Mm-hmm. We're sorry for what you've witnessed. They they just acted like, oh, it was another day at the park. Hey, our, our yeah. show ended early. We're going to need y'all to leave. Yeah. Um, but but now what they did realize was um, they weren't going to admit Tillicum was a problem. Right. But they were going to admit that he wasn't the showstopper that he used to be. Yeah. So they were just going to use him to breed. Yes. And so... What's what's the best thing to do when you're breeding is to take a whale that has um, violent tendencies, right? Um, has killed numerous and promulgate that people and say, well, let's put these genes into fifty four percent of all whales now in captivity, in captivity <laughs> being used for these parts, these shows, yeah, yeah, and these shows, and it's me- pretty amazing that they're still open, really. After this, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, the like the circuses closed down because people were stopped going, right? Because of how they treated their animals. Right. I went to uh, one of the last years that P.T. Barnum Circus, Ringling Brothers Circus, came to town. Yes, I love the circus. Not me. I Listen, did. I, like I said, I'm not an animal person, but I certainly don't want to see any animal get abused. And I remember going to that circus. And the elephants were so sad. I mean, you could physically see in how they walked. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just so sad. And it was just terrible. I mean, I just remember thinking I'm never coming back to the circus ever again. Yeah. Even like the Birmingham Zoo. Sorry, Birmingham Zoo people. Uh-oh. Have you ever been to, have you ever seen the elephant enclosure at the Birmingham Zoo? Uh-huh. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's elephant enclosure at Alabama Zoo is to elephants as Tillicum's pool is uh-huh. to whales yeah we went I have a picture of it we went and this elephant and it's had, way bigger than it used to be this elephant was standing there facing a retaining wall not moving mm-hmm. like his face was on like almost his snout was or his trunk was up to the wall mm-hmm. and I thought to myself I don't want to give a zoo any more money yeah because <laughs> it was so it made me so upset to see this African elephant so sad in this tiny little backyard. Now, when I was a kid, it was probably a fifth that size. That's crazy. Like, they've made it a lot bigger. But like you said, it's still not enough room for an elephant, you know? I know. Um, so, anyway, they, they start using Tillicum basically to breed. And just a, a public service announcement, okay? This documentary shows it all. Okay, I had never seen a whale in all its glory before. Oh, okay. Did you see the retrieval process? I have to tell you, I did. I missed that part because I told you I kind of was, I had it on while I was working. I need y'all to know that they show Tillicum's pain. <laughs> and they show Is there him. a better name for a breeder than Tillicum? They, his name fit. <laughs> Because, let me tell you, they had a bucket. I'm not kidding you. Should we give a warning to people before they listen to this part of the Warning to your children. Get them out of the room. (laughs) They had a bucket that was like the size of a industrial trash can. Oh, my word. (laughs) And Tillicum, they show it all. He is laid on his back, and they are maneuvering him. And I I missed that. And I looked and I thought, surely that's not it. Surely this is a piece of farm equipment that they have pulled out. (laughs) No, ma'am. I don't know where it stays while they're swimming. I don't know if it's up inside their body and it has to be pulled out. It was, I don't, I don't have words. It it was, Um, I'm going to have to go back and look at this scene. It was such a size. And such a length (laughs) that I do not kid you that I thought they had pulled out some piece of equipment. Oh, my gosh. It scared me. It's a 12,000-pound animal. It scared me. And they just, they went about their business um, milking him 
and and he looked as relaxed as anyone just who's being milked could be being milked yeah and he was fine with it and so they they did their deed and Apparently, they just inseminate all these... Whoever they want. Whoever they want with it. They just send semen or tilicum all... now and and he gets to make a big splash at the end and that's it he waves <sighs> a little bit he said he might do a bow but at the end of this documentary Tilcom was still working daily on the shows and still providing them with buckets and buckets of dna yes yeah. creating lots of little shamus everywhere all over the place yeah and hey do you want to know something that was really interesting to me about this and again equally as sad um so basically and i told avery this i said you could learn a lesson um baby um orcas never leave their mother i thought about you i totally thought about they, you. i meant to ask you do you wish you were born a whale <sighs> After I saw what Tilikum's working with, no. But. (laughs) (laughs) But. But. I do. I do. This is going to be marked in S. I do understand that. The the children stay with their mothers their whole lives. And I thought, well, this was. They never leave. It's wonderful. One of the, the sad things. Now, this will make me upset. Like. I can deal with, with all the other stuff, the training. Like, I don't like it. I don't think it's good, but, like, I can deal with it. But this part really bothers me. So, I, I don't know if you ever saw any of the SeaWorld commercials as a kid. Yeah. Okay. But, like, they do things like make them fly through the clouds. Like, they're angels or something or airplanes. Okay. I don't know. But one of the commercials they said was... um, Shamu has put on her her most amazing show yet. She's given birth to Baby Shamu. Yep. Do you remember Baby Shamu? Oh, yeah. So they have Baby Shamu. Yeah. Now Baby Shamu's um, name is Kalini. They market this. Oh, come out and see Shamu and Baby Shamu, and it's this mother and baby, and they're all like spinning and dancing in the water, and then all of a sudden, um, Baby Shamu Kalini was like, "Bump y'all." Like, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do what I wanna do. And so she's a little baby shamu and she's like, I'm gonna start this show. I'm about to act up. I'm about to y'all about to give me that fish. Uh, y'all ain't about to tell me what to do. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Yep. And so they said, Uh uh-uh, uh, bye Kalini. We're not dealing with you. <laughs> and so they said, they Well they said, Well, we'll just take Kalini and we'll separate her from her mother because her mother's protecting her and, mm-hmm. and letting her act a fool and we're gonna move her to a different park. So, these animals who never separate from their mother in the wild, they take this baby. Oh, my gosh. Ship it to another part. And they said that this mother wailed and mourned in such a way that it made sounds that they brought in an orca expert. And they said, we've never heard this before. Yeah. Like, she was creating words that had never been spoken in the orca language grief yeah Yeah. and they said she was never the same after that like she just was never the same it's awful awful i do remember maybe shamu was who i saw whatever the shamu whale was Mm -hmm. i remember those very very vividly yeah wanting to go see it yeah i sucks i mean so are they still doing shows like I know they're still open but are they actually performing with these whales still because that was something they were trying to cut out okay so I looked on their website and when I was a kid and you went to SeaWorld these experiences that we watched on Blackfish was what you went to SeaWorld for and sometimes they let put children on their backs children did you not see that part in the documentary no they were this was you could tell this was early like 90s late 80s 
They took a child out of the crowd and was like, come here, little Johnny, and sat him on the back of that orca's back and was okay. like, smile for a picture. That sounds safe. Yeah. That's like, again, Tiger King. Yeah. Shark stuff. I mean, uh, tiger stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, that's why you went. Right? Yeah. You went for the Shamu or the Tilikum show, right? Right. So now OSHA implemented all kinds of restrictions. So as a result of Tilikum eating this lady i know that sounds crass but that's exactly what that's happened what she, that's what he did um they trainers are not allowed in the water anymore mm-hmm. uh, like for shows at all and there had to be like barriers built and there's lots and lots of regulations so they could not go back to doing shows like they used to do right but on their website they have something called dine with orcas and you can see the people uh seated right by the pools with a barrier, like a clear barrier, plexiglass barrier, and you can see the orca behind them doing tricks, and they're just sitting there having lunch. So I don't know who's directing the orcas, where they're from. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But also, the animal experience is super deep in their website. It's not, like, front and center. Now SeaWorld is basically a theme park. Roller coasters. Roller coasters and things like that. And if the orcas are their bread and butter, they're not really showing it. Yeah. on their on their website. But Tilcom from last we saw on this episode, I don't know if he's still alive, but um he he was still working daily shows then, but that was before they kind of shut all that down. Um now I'm going to leave you with one parting story from Tilcom, okay? Okay. Um because Tilcom didn't just lash out his anger at trainers. Um one time he lashed out at um homeless man and oh yeah they they have this uh news report where basically one of the employees comes in to open up the um the park and he notices that Tilikum is swimming around in the pool but he has something on his back and it was a naked man (laughs) whose genitals he had eaten off right so basically a homeless man um um, I want to say they said that maybe he suffered from some mental illness, um, but he had... Well, of course, SeaWorld is going to say that. Well, yeah. So, basically, he had broken into the park, and look, SeaWorld says, look, this man was mentally ill. He jumped in the water wanting to have a magical experience. He 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 stripped his clothes off and wanted to have a magical experience with the orcas, and the orcas were startled. And so they just, they bit his penis off and he died. And so, but in reality, this was a homeless man that broke into the park, probably trying to find food or whatever. And you know what? Yeah, he probably did get by the water and was probably like looking, but Tilikum lunges, remember? So how do we know that Tilikum didn't jump up and grab this guy like he did these multiple trainers, which is his background grab this guy, pull him into the water, strip his clothes off, and basically um, castrated him and chewed him up all over and killed him. It's awful. And then flopped him on his back, like the the guy's laying across Tillicum's back, and he's basically parading him around saying, look at what I did when they come in. Yep. It says that he, that, when they did an autopsy on this man, they found numerous wounds, contusions, and abrasions covering his body, and his genitals had been bitten off, all allegedly caused by Tilikum. Yeah. But what's interesting about this is there were cameras all over that park, and SeaWorld is like, Oh, we don't have any footage. We really think it was his fault. Yeah. We really. And we don't have any video. Yeah. And also, they said there was security in that park from, t- like, 24 hours a day. There yeah. were people there. And nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw it. Also, they did not find drugs or alcohol in this man's system. He was not drunk. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't intoxicated. Tillicum ate this man. Like, yeah. I'm sure this dude was by the pool wanting to catch a glimpse of the the, the orca. Of the orca. And Tillicum was like, lunch. Yes. Yeah. Midnight snack. Yeah. It's pretty terrible. He was involved in, all total, he was involved in three deaths because. When he was first captured, he was captured in Iceland, and he lived there for like a year, a mm-hmm. couple of years, and he killed somebody there. Mm-hmm. 
and then he killed um, the homeless guy. Uh huh. And the he killed drifter. He killed Dawn. And then he killed Dawn. And he um, like attacked though many many trainers. Yes. Yeah. Um, and not just Tillicum. I mean, they had they had attacks in other um, parks as well. Oh yes, yeah. yes. It's it's orcas will attack you. Well, not in the wild. They don't. There are no. This this was interesting. There are no known attacks on humans in the wild. So you know when you're out, you see these boats of people on cruises that go out on these excursions to go whale watching. Yeah. Orcas don't attack them. They don't jump up and grab these people. No, they're no. friendly. You know, mm-hmm. they're just want to stick to their own they're just family folks but they they get into a psychosis when they're captured it's really really interesting right um that happened don brancho was killed in february of 2010 and in march of 2011 they brought him back to start performing again but by then osha had done all kinds of restrictions and instead of using their hands to massage him, you know how we talked about how they talked to him like a little kid and they would pat his nose and they would kiss him and stuff like that? Uh-huh. They couldn't do that anymore. OSHA was like, no, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So they would use high-pressure hoses to massage him instead of hands. Oh. And they, they, they put guardrails up and they restricted the contact between the trainers and the animals. Because, yeah. I mean, it, another death was just bound to happen. Right. And... He got he, he got sick apparently at some point in 2011, and by 2017 he had died. Okay, and it was re- it was reported that he had a bacterial infection. So who knows? Yeah, it's really that sad. was a really fun documentary to talk about. I can't That's wait sad. to actually move along to like the way down where we can make fun of people's hair. Yeah, <laughs> instead of talking about somebody getting scalped. Yeah, um, but if you have a chance, watch it. I mean, there's a lot more. In there, I mean, they they go over several other attacks, very in depth. Deaths. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, and whew. if you had told me that I would watch a documentary about an orca and be completely wrapped about it, it's crazy. Oh yeah, you're you can't take your eyes off of it for the whole hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, you're sucked in. It's really really good. So it's good, and it'll make you never go back to Sea World. To Sea World. Yeah. You'll, it will never make you want to give another dime to that organization. You'll never want to go back there again. Yeah. I I, I, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't take my girls there now. Yeah. No, I wouldn't either. Um, but you can catch it on Prime. So You know what? The truth yeah. is, I think it's about to go off of Prime. Really? Yeah, I think it's about to drop off. But, I mean, it's available on YouTube. Oh, well, you're welcome for us doing this so y'all yes. can catch it. <laughs> I did think, well, this was good timing because it's about to get worse. I think I watched it on Prime, but I think it's streaming in other it other services too but i know you can get it on youtube yeah for sure yeah anyway it's totally worth your time it's mm-hmm. so good it's, it's so so good. so good yeah what are we doing next oh gosh i don't even know i mean the way down too i'm thinking we for sure have to watch it's two episodes we gotta watch the way down too oh my gosh um I'm so excited about it. also my husband told me that there is a new documentary coming out on hbo max about menudo oh my you know Menudo, right? I only know Menudo because they were on an episode of Silver Spoons. Yes, they were. But I never listened to Ricky them. Ricky Schroeder, my very first crush in the sixth grade Ricky freaking Schroeder. You know, he's like a super-duper devout Mormon, and now he's like super-duper politically involved and stuff, and well, he's he very polarizing. was the cutest little blonde thing. But he was so cute. He was, was so cute. My 12-year-old me was like, I love Ricky Schroeder. I loved Ricky Schroeder, too. And, um, and Jason Bateman was on that show, and I loved him. I, lo- I still yes. love Jason Bateman. I love Jason Bateman. He is so funny. <laughs> if we give their podcast a shout-out, do you think that they would give our podcast a shout-out? Jason Bateman's got a podcast? Oh, Misty, it's a great podcast. Oh, Jason, if you will listen to mine, I will listen to yours. It's called Smartless, and it's him and Will Arnett and um, Sean uh, Hayes. Okay. You know Sean Hayes is? From Will and Grace. From Will and Grace. Yeah. And then, you know, Will Arnett, of course. Well, of comedian. course, yeah. And uh, and they ha- it's called Smartless, and they're all three really good friends, and they will just have an hour or so worth of an interview with, like, one of their celebrity friends. Well, it's so much fun. We're celebrities? I mean, why wouldn't they? I mean, come on down to Alabama. We'll show you what it's all about. (laughs) (laughs) 
Roll Tide. It's close to Atlanta where you're probably filming a movie. Exactly. I mean, I have family in Atlanta. We could come over there if you want to see. I mean, if you want us to fly out, just send us some money for a plane ticket. <laughs> From Birmingham to Atlanta. From Birmingham. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I kind of like that idea. Okay. Of that captivated one. But anyway, Menudo. Oh, we're talking about Menudo. I had the biggest crush on Menudo. Biggest crush. So, Menudo was, you know, a teen band. They were from Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and you couldn't be older than 16 and be in Menudo. So when you turned 16, you were out, and they would put somebody else new in. Oh. <laughs> so it was constantly changing. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Ricky Martin came from there. Okay. You probably don't remember John Cicada, but John Cicada was from there. Uh-uh. You probably know some of John Cicada's songs from the 80s. It was yeah. very, very good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm super pumped about it because Menudo was a big part of my childhood and my well, teenage years. Well, we will do that if you promise to do a new Kids on the Block documentary. Uh, yes. Um, I actually have one on VHS. It's called Hanging Tough. Stop it. Behind the scenes of a concert. So. Okay. I, new Kids on the Block came out when I was an older teenager. So, I I mean, I listened to some of their stuff just because they were top 40. But I um, was not a. I was a huge New Kids on the Block fan. I had buttons the size of your head that I would hang on my T-shirt and rip holes in it. My mother would get so mad. And I had New Kids on the Block earrings. Donnie, the bad boy. That was my favorite. It was your favorite? My Donnie? favorite. Yes. Interesting. Yes, Donnie with the underwear on his head. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So. He's married to Jenny McCarthy now. I know. I don't know why I know that stuff. I mean, he also is the brother of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yes, he was. Better known as Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> To this day, I don't look at Mark Wahlberg and not call him Marky Mark. I have to. Feel the vibrations. (laughs) Come on, come on. (laughs) Okay. This has now devolved into something very different from Blackfish. I think it's time to say goodnight. That's right. Hey, this is on the dock. (laughs) (laughs) We never got to introduce ourselves. (laughs) I'm Amber Willis. And I'm Misty. And we just watched Blackfish, so you don't have to, but really, you should. Head on over. Bye. Bye.